back on the show. For some reason, we're talking about giraffes. Do you know why the long neck? It's because uh, the there's a zoo that just had a, a very tall baby giraffe born, six mm. six feet tall. Just doing very healthy. Yeah, just that's great. Yeah, it's, it's apropos of nothing, except well, the giraffes are awfully cool. We are not talking about no, giraffes. Not at all. Today, because we've got Alexi Bracy joining us. Came all the way down from Shelburne today. That's right. Right. I mean, I hear you talking about the cold and the snow. <laughs> the whiteouts. The whiteouts. You got that lake effect snow coming from Georgian Bay, don't you? That's right. Do you just think that uh, Torontonians are incredibly wimpy when it comes to weather? And as soon as there's three flakes in the air, we're all like, oh, it's so cold. Look at the no, snow. No, but it is cold. The, like the wind the last couple of days is brutal. It's, it's one of the coldest brutal. Decembers we've had in... Well, we're making up for it because we had a nice November, I guess. We did. We had a perfect... Uh, that's why that's why summer. we can't we're not used to it because it's just like when you go south you know from winter to really heat you go oh my gosh i like the heat but it's like whereas this is the other way around now and you're going right. oh i can't I, you know it's only december i'll take the wind in january but not yet it's when you come back from the south and you realize you didn't put on the right clothes for getting that's off the true. plane yeah that's true well we're hoping that talk about first world problems eh <laughs> 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 oh it was so cold getting off the plane it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about some, uh, well, every time you come here, Alexi, you bring us some treats. And today is no different, right? You brought uh, a, a fine array of, of treats here. I don't know if we can see these, but uh, we are looking for the treats right now. And uh, Yum. I already had some. Treats and knees. Now, so what, what are we talking about today? Usually it's raw food, right, Alexi? Well, it is raw food. So right Oops. here, right here is smoked gouda. It's a non-dairy cheese, assorted dehydrated crackers, pumpernickel, no gluten. Um, this is a as a um, Mexican cheese again, non-dairy. We've got uh, kale chips with nutritional yeast that makes it taste Cheesy. like cheese, and then assorted finger desserts, all gluten, dairy-free. Um, some are just put together. Um, some are dehydrated, but you know, the, the latest sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, rage or whatever, it's just people are going, companies coming, they're gluten free, they're dairy free, they're <laughs> sugar free, they're soy free, when am I going to serve them? This is the perfect alternative, you know, non-dairy cheese, uh, sugar free, gluten free, dairy free, I do sell these products, I do offer classes in them, invite a group of friends together and have a great afternoon and I'll prepare all this stuff for you. Hey. Well, That's nice. Right you have your, your basically your own uh, your own gluten free, dairy free live in chef for the day. Well, that's right, and just you know uh, a party. Now, how do you make cheese that's not made with dairy? Well, what thickens this particular the smoked gouda is agar, and agar is like very similar to gelatin. Um, it's used to grow bacterial cultures in labs. That's right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But but not in this case, not no, not, not in this case. case. And then that's I right, used a, a liquid smoke to give it that smoky flavor. And it's a nut base, and um, you know it's a healthier alternative. Mm. I'm gonna make it very bit. nice. <laughs> uh. Like we need to see that. Mm. Is it good? Oh, just to prove that you're eating it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it is good. Um, so when you dehydrate something, you were saying that some of them are just put together, and some of them are dehydrated. 
Does the de de dehydration actually kind of take the place of cooking? Does it actually make things stick together better? Uh, actually, the dehydrating process removes the water, so mm -hmm. then that makes it stick together. But very often in, in items that are dehydrated, you've got something that's binding, whether it's flax seeds or psyllium or something like that, that will just hold it together a little more firmly. But so basically, you're taking the water out. So with the flax or the psyllium, it's it's that plus a liquid that would make it bind, and then or how does it? How well, does well it work? the liquid is because your nuts are, are usually soaked. You might have carrots in it or celery or something. So that's the there's liquid there right right there, but then when you put this all together, it's the dehydrating process that sort of removes the water. It, it sort of s slowly takes it out without killing the enzymes. Right, which is what happens. Which is what doesn't happen when you use a microwave to dehydrate something. Because um, it probably kills the, it takes the, it uh, boils the water out, but it would probably, it changes the food as well. It doesn't. If you have a microwave oven, yeah. you don't give it away, you don't sell it, you throw it away. No. <laughs> Actually, no, I got a better use for a microwave oven. What? Yeah? You can unplug it, you don't need to do that anymore, but in case we have an uh, electromagnetic pulse event. <laughs> yes. Or if there's one of those sunburst things that's going to destroy all the everything, right? What you do is you put your hard drives in the microwave. Hey! And it will keep your data Because it's lead line. Is, oh, it le okay. is it actually lead that they line them with? Or what do they line them with? Something like that. But it, it's basically radiation sealed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so this is stopping the radiation microwave. from getting in as opposed to stopping the radiation from getting out. Exactly. Well, there you go. And also, if you want to keep, like, medical supplies that are radioactive, you could keep them in your microwave. You sure could. Yeah which hopefully you won't be doing. Well, hopefully, why would you have to use a radioactive medical thing, right? <laughs> but, but Alexi, that's, let's get back to the food yes. here because maybe you should, maybe you could give us, like this is healthy food, right? I but know it's tasty. I mean, you, people don't like the, to say healthy food because they think, oh, you know, you're nerdy. Like why, if somebody says you're a health nut, why are you a nut? But if, if you're a, ca a car nut or a wine officiate, uh, you know, really into wines, mm -hmm. you're not considered a nut. But if you're into health, you're considered a nut. And I've seen some pretty convincing uh, uh, stuff on the internet that you know any that it's really it's the it's the animal protein that's really causing so much disease. That's right, because it's they're fed antibiotics, they're fed GMO foods. Um, but it's hard for the body to digest exactly, as well, right? Exactly. I mean, if you're going to eat meat, you're best to eat uh, wild, wild game, mm. because they're out roaming. They haven't been caged. They haven't been fed GMO corn. They haven't been fed antibiotics. Um, and some people make the choice to go completely vegetarian or vegan, but raw food too is a whole other approach. Well, I mean, I suggest more raw food in warmer weather. And in Ontario, I like my warm, hearty lentil soups or with broccoli or whatever, because you need to keep warm. But if you did a smoothie every day, or if you did a juice every day, that's raw food. Your salad is raw. People don't think of your salad as being raw. It's just, you should try to eat your foods at room temperature as opposed to ice cold. Because if you, picked, if you made a salad and you went into your garden to pick it, you would eat it right away. You, you wouldn't pick it and then refrigerate it and then eat it. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we're obsessed about ice cold. Right. Yeah. And unless you want to lose weight, you shouldn't eat ice cold food because if your food is ice cold, it takes your body more energy 
to bring the food up to, to room temperature, and that would cause you to lose weight mm. or to expedite the weight process, the weight loss process. <laughs> okay, so, now I'm thinking so that something's going to have the frozen diet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. So, you know, I, I focus more on plant-based, you know. Um, the, the only entry in the Olympics this summer in Rio de Janeiro from the United States in the heavy free weight lifting, uh, he free he free lifted 800 pounds. Holy cow! Raw foodist, excuse me. Canada's only iron triathlete, raw foodist. You know, it's mind over matter. P people say, "Oh, I, I can't give up my meat." All I'm suggesting is try it for a week, try it for two weeks, just to see how much better you do feel. You don't have to get it up totally. Just cut down on your consumption. Well, these things are yummy, so I think it's always easier to, instead of giving, thinking you're giving up something, thinking you're getting different food that are, that's delicious. So Yeah, so just add two. Yeah. So um, tell oh, me yeah. these crackers. Um, the, the lighter colored crackers are kind of spicy. They've got... Um, cayenne pepper. Okay. Okay. But it's flax seeds, um, sunflower seeds, rosemary, carrots, celery, cayenne pepper. That's it. They're really nice. Yeah, a little bit of a bite to those ones. You got me You got me thinking yeah, about these things now. I'm going to have to have another one. <laughs> That's good, Don't though. I've got to try the kale chips. Um, how does kale stack up uh, with, other, with other leafy greens? It's the highest source of calcium of any vegetable. Really? But in moderation for people that have thyroid issues. Why? Um, because of the phytoestrogens found in kale. So, you know, go through a bunch of kale then switch over to say Swiss chard or Swiss I, I to beet that. greens or whatever. Don't keep on eating kale nonstop. Now do you grow your own kale? No, mm. I don't have a garden. The only thing I grow are sprouts. Do, do you have one of those Tony, Tony Hornick sprouters? Yes I do. That's for my mung beans and then I use my mason jar for alfalfa, red clover, black lentils, broccoli sprouts. Why don't you use uh, Tony's uh sprouter for that other stuff? Because Tony's sprouter is for mung beans, and mung beans are heavy. No, I know what you mean, but I thought yeah. you could is sprout other stuff of, in that. Is well, it the size of the seeds? Or? Well, it's the size of the seeds, too. Like the, oh, yeah. the uh, alfalfa or the broccoli are, are really teeny They'd tiny. The they would go through the mesh. So that's why I, I use a mason jar. Oh, I see. Okay. So now, Alexi, why don't you tell us a story of how you came to work with primarily vegetable-based Well, just like everybody, I was eating a healthy diet. Everybody says I eat a healthy diet. So I had moved out west because I didn't like Ontario winters anymore. Oh yeah, they're much better out west. Actually, they have snow in Vancouver right now. I know, it's as bad there as it is here. That's right, so anyway, so I moved out west. I was diagnosed with uterine cancer, which totally caught me by surprise. And the raw food movement had just started in um, Vancouver. This is at the turn of the century, mm. like, sounds like eons ago, but it wasn't really that long ago, 17 years ago. And uh, so I embraced the raw food lifestyle. I started eating raw organic juicing, got rid of all the toxic toiletries in my home, did a lot of personal work on forgiveness and meditations and that kind of thing. And within a year, I was cancer free. So it wasn't just diet, it was a whole lifestyle change. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was already a, a trained chef, so I just sort of changed hats a bit and started taking a lot of courses on, um, on raw food, vegetarian food. I'm a cancer coach and an iridologist, so 
you know, sort of focusing on helping people through a plant-based lifestyle, but also addressing your um, emotions, because mm -hmm. we all know ki uh, stress kills, and uh, environmental toxins, mm -hmm. because we're just bombarded by to with, with toxins every single day in our homes, from the plastics, to the Wi-Fi, to the microwave ovens, to city water, you know, plus a host of other, other toxins that people don't even know are there. So you, you switched your food mm -hmm. to something that you knew was healthy, and you, um, you got rid of the to a lot of toxins in your environment, and then the prognosis, what happened? Well, you know, I, I've been cancer-free, you know. I don't say cancer-free. I, I, I don't say I survived cancer. I conquered cancer. Yeah. So that was 17 years ago. And so, and now you, as you said, you're a cancer coach, right? That's right. So people out there that are dealing with it, they can give you a call and... Um Absolutely. So it's, it's, you know, I provide resources. Like maybe you're, you know, you're totally confused because your doctor's telling you chemo and radiation and maybe you've got family members are saying, no, do it alternatively. Do it with, um, you know, diet and, and meditation and all this other stuff. So I offer alternatives, you know. What I'm suggesting is at least try it for two or three months. You know, because, no, they want you booked in for surgery or chemo, like, right away. That cancer's been in your body for 10 years and mm -hmm. growing. Mm -hmm. Two or three months isn't going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And they're not God to say, you better do something or you're going to be dead in a, in a month. Right. They're not God. Yeah. No, that, it, it, it drives me nuts to see people. They put the pressure on the, on the poor guy that is so scared or, or the woman. Yeah. Or I also help people that maybe have a family history of cancer and don't want to go down that road. Well, so they want to do preventative now. Which right. is a much, I mean, which is what you really should be doing. Exactly. Right. exactly. And which is, we don't, we don't have a lot of that in our society. We don't no. try to stop ourselves from getting no. sick. We're not into prevention where, you know, we think that a pill will cure our ill. And well, it, it means it's a lot less work for us. Well, we absolutely. Think, we That's think, right. That's right. You know, this reminds me of kind of the same point we were making in our last interview that, uh, you know, we need to step up and be responsible for our health. Yeah, we want somebody else to make the decisions to tell you what to do, what, you know, when to do it, how to do it, as opposed to saying, no, I'm going to be proactive. You know, like how many people that have been put on medications, whatever it's, whether it's for, for diabetes or heart disease or whatever, it doesn't matter. How many people have taken the time to look up what the side effects of those meds are? Yeah. People don't. And then when something worse happens or you know, something unexplained, oh, well, it's a side effect from whatever. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about ibuprofen lately, just among people I know. We have? Uh, well, not I'd like necessarily to hear with what you. you've been talking I about. I didn't include you in the ibuprofen conversation. I, I feel I very guilty to, about that. Be uh, because one of the major side effects of ibuprofen is, is a potential to cause ulcers. And it's very frequent that if you're taking ibuprofen, which is sort of sold as a drug that you can take every day without any harm, uh, a lot of people develop ulcers. And, That's right. and, and it becomes a commonly known thing after you get your first ulcer with ibuprofen. Because then your doctor says, oh yes, that's a side effect. And here are some, med here are some drugs to help cure your, <laughs> to help cure I your know, ulcer. No, it's just like, you know, a pill to counteract that side effect, to another pill for, to counteract that other side effect. It just cascades one thing after another, after another, after another. I'm a pill pusher, but my pills are all supplements. <laughs> you know, from essential fatty acids to vitamin D to K to, you know, those kinds of things. Not uh, 
the things for GERDs or, you know, all the other. It seems like we spend a lot of time treating the symptoms of diseases without well, that, actually treating them. Well, that's the, the big move. The big movement now is functional medicine getting to the root cause. You know, with all due respect, chiropractics are great, um, um, acupuncture is great, um, Thai massage is great, essential oils are great. No, no questions. But what caused the headache? Why is your back out? Yeah. What is causing the knee pain? Get to the root cause. It could be parasites, it could be a fungus, it could be H. pylori, it could be heavy metal toxicity, it could be your drinking water, it could be Wi-Fi, it could be plastics. The list just goes on yeah. and on. It could and be the way you sit at work. Like absolutely. Very, very simple. Um, that's actually where I come to your perspective is from uh, working in an office where I ended up with carpal tunnel syndrome. And the doctor, so, so if you don't know, uh, you've probably, uh, most I, I people had, probably Actually, this, I was diagnosed with it about 20 years ago. Okay. And I changed yeah. my diet. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, and, and because it's actually an inflammation of uh, the tendons that run through your wrist. So That's if you right. actually don't have the inflammation, you don't have the continued rubbing and you don't have the damage. Um, I started doing a body, a body alignment technique called mitzvah. I don't know oh, if yeah. you're familiar okay. with it, but, uh, but that was actually getting the body to... Uh, to come back into proper alignment, which meant that there was no more pressure on my shoulders, on my back, which meant that there was no more pressure on my arms, which meant that there was no more pressure on my wrists. And now every time I have that same problem, I just go back and treat the... It's a, it was a very good lesson in how to treat the body holistically yeah. and, and to get down to that root cause so that I never did have the surgery. And, and that was after having been in the in the wrist braces for almost a year and wow. knowing that every time I used my, my hands for anything that I used to do, like I used to do a lot of origami, so origami oh, was... Oh, okay, was, very fine. Yeah, yeah, it was hurting my arms. Right. Yeah. Well, the latest in some of the offices is they get a desk that's high where you have to stand at it rather yeah. than sit at it. Yeah. These are really good for you. Very I true. don't want to work at a standing desk. <laughs> well, the one thing that they were well, saying was it makes meetings a lot shorter when people have standing yeah, desks because no true. one wants to come in and lounge in your office anymore. <laughs> well, they say after two hours at your computer, you should take a 15, 20-minute break anyway. Yeah. Smoke break. Right, Alexi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course I'm being It's a No, a microwave totally noodle break. Yes. Not. Yes, he's being totally not serious. Don't Are you? That. Yes. No, I'm not. Um, Alexi, what's with the gluten-free thing? Like, you're, it's like everybody's talking about it. I'm even thinking sometimes. Maybe they I don't have a, people don't have problems with their digestion in Europe. Why? Because Monsanto has been thrown out of Europe. Really? Okay. Interesting. Gluten sensitivities and tolerances are responsible for phytosates, which is a spray. It's an ingredient found in the spray called called Roundup, produced by Monsanto. Glyphosates. I glyphosates. Think. So yeah. there are crops are sprayed with glyphosates, especially wheat. In Europe, people go, that have digestive problems can go to Europe and eat all the bread they want, and they don't have digestive problems because the, their bread is not sprayed with glyphosates. Mm. But, you know, like cross-contamination, so there are other foods that are sprayed with Roundup as well, but everybody talks about the gluten in wheat. There is gluten found in oats, it's not the same gluten as in wheat, but it is still a gluten. And so gluten crosses the um, intestinal tract, causing autoimmune disease. And like that's a, the, the new diseases for the 21st century are autoimmune and thyroid and gluten sensitivities, leaky gut. 
Because we didn't have that when we were kids. No, right? we didn't. Absolutely no. People not. eat peanut butter sandwiches, no problem. I know. And the problem with nuts is not the nut allergy per se, it's the mold on the nut. Right. And the worst nuts are peanuts and cashews. So those are ones that are store. That actually, those are those are nuts that are that are wet when they're. Well, but the, like you know, even organic moist. ones. <laughs> it depends on how they've been stored in the warehouse. Right. Was it too damp? Was it too cold? You know, was it, was it sitting there for months and months? It's it's all about storage, and we don't know what the storage is like. It's just the same thing with um, uh, probiotics that you buy at your gro at the health food store. Most probiotics are DOA, dead right. on arrival, because if they're not stored in uh, refrigerated warehouses, uh, or, I'm sorry, trucks, re refrigerated warehouses, if they sit in the, at the back of the store for a week or two, they're dead on arrival. So I always take, tell everybody to take a fermented probiotic, either the, in the form of a vitabiosa or you can buy fermented probiotics. So probiotics that are not refrigerated. Is so it possible you know to make your own probiotics? No, you can make prebiotics, but not probiotics. And prebiotics are what sort of provides the friendly environment for your friendly bacteria to thrive. Kimchi, kefir, um, um, kombucha, uh, kvass, and kvass is like a fermented beet. So all the cave the the foods are usually <laughs> prebiotics. And what's the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic? Prebiotic lays the friendly, the healthy foundation for the prebiotics <coughs> to thrive. And so everybody should do prebiotics and probiotics every day. I even give prebiotics to my animals, even kefir, and I make my kefir with coconut. My dogs love it, absolutely mm. love it. <laughs> I want some right now. Um, yeah, why didn't you bring some of that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> why didn't you bring some of that too? This is l yummy though. The you're right. The, the well, try uh, some sweets. Okay, yeah. The kale really, um, really does taste like it's got cheese Jeez, on it. Eat some it sweets there, Jen. Okay, okay. Right now. Is that the, is okay? The, this there? is um, coconut in both these two coconut cashew truffles, uh, chocolate haystacks. This is a um, a banana almond butter nut cluster, and these are trail mix bars. There's so, so, so much in those clusters. Wow. So these these are soft, 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 and these are firm. What would you like to try, you? I want a chocolate thingy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I look like I think I was going to go for the chocolate thingy too, so maybe uh, I should try another one. one. So. Okay, I'm going to try the I'm going to try the coconut truffle just because I'm one of those people who thinks that you should try something else if somebody else got to the chocolate first. <laughs> Let's make sure we catch people eating this stuff, Joseph. Is, is this like is this go, like you bite people, first. people eating things viral? Mm. Oh, those are good. Mm. Mm. Wow. So it's a great gift to give to mm. your favorite grocery bagger, your groomer, your hairdresser, your car mechanic um, as a hostess gift or just to have around um, when at night you want an, a healthy snack with your matcha tea. You know what? <laughs> this is so good. This is so moist. Like what? What is making this thing like melt in your mouth? Coconut oil. And did Coconut you see those oil. are? You really? said those ones are dehydrated too. No, are those aren't. Oh, those ones aren't. No, okay. those aren't either. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't think yeah, they could yeah, be because yeah, these are. It's the coconut oil. So and, and that's nice. That's actually wow. raw coconut, which is so much nicer than the toasted. Although. That's right. That is. For chocolate, for people that want mm. that chocolate fix, this is perfect. That is great. Now, what else is in these ones? Coconut cashews, um, maple syrup, coconut oil. That's it. I think maybe some vanilla. We know how healthy coconut is. It's like the miracle thing now, right? That's right, absolutely. 
don't touch um, olive oil. Do coconut oil. <laughs> mm. So, okay, Alexi. So, now let's talk about, you know, how you can help people watching here. So, we already mentioned the cancer. If somebody's uh, dealing with cancer, you can kind of coach them and offer them a lot of different things to think about and try if they like. I mean, I do meals for people. Uh, work, actually, ideally, is I'll come in on, say, on a Sunday afternoon and show you how to prepare, you know, a bunch of different, uh, not raw food, you know, a few raw things, but like different soups, entrees, um, some maybe some desserts that don't need a dehydrator. And then I leave you with the food for the week and the recipes. Or invite a group of girlfriends together for an evening and I'll come out and demonstrate whatever you want, whether it's a gluten dairy free foods, whether it's uh, an elegant dinner party, whether it's um, something for um, Valentine's Day coming up, or you know maybe a, a New Year's Day brunch. Great. And and now, are you do you uh, help people all over Ontario? Ontario yeah, pretty or? much Ontario. I've been up to Thunder Bay. I've been up to um, North Bay. I've wow. been to Sarnia. How far up is Shelburne? I actually don't know where that is. Uh, it's just a little less than two hours. It's um, do you know where Orangeville is? Yep. Uh, it's about half an hour north of Orangeville. Okay. Just west of Alliston. I know where Alliston is. Okay, yeah. just twenty minutes west of Alliston. Okay. Yeah. And um, um, if I go to your website, am I going to be able to find the recipe for those amazing no. coconut truffles? No. Are they a no. trade <laughs> secret? Yeah. Well, no. You know, basically, <laughs> not coconut, cashews, coconut oil, maple syrup. Um, so, uh, ground coconut? Uh, sorry, ground, well, I, uh, I, I put the coconut and the cashews in the food processor, so it's fine. And then I add it like a fine meal, and I add the coconut oil and the maple syrup. Then I let it firm up in the fridge. Um, like I'll put it, roll it together like a dough. I'll, I'll let it firm in the fridge. And then I take it out and I make it into balls and roll it into more coconut. Mm. And then I keep it refrigerated. Now, do you have a, a uh, cookbook or anything you... No, I don't. I don't. Did you ever think about writing one? Um, there's so many cookbooks out there. I know, but still, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I sort of focus more on the cerebral or the environmental toxins or the detox or that, you know. So it's more holistic and it's more directed towards individuals? Yeah, I like, I like the cerebral stuff. Like, you know, to, for me, this is a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can do it without thinking. Right. Whereas to sit down and write something more cerebral is more challenging, and I would get more personal satisfaction out of it. So are you going to write a book like that? I'm seriously thinking about that yeah. one. The cookbook is just doesn't okay. doesn't grab me. So this is really going to be a, a, about the life. Yeah. it's really a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Well, actually, I'm coming out with a course, in the, in the I'm going to be doing regular YouTube's uh, each week on focusing on maybe a foods that. Um, or healing for arthritis, or for gout, or for diabetes. So, because you know, we should incorporate foods in our diet that we don't realize are our, our foods are healing. Mm -hmm. I don't like to say medicinal mushrooms, medicinal herbs, carminative spices, but we use them all the time, like basil, like thyme, oregano, mint. We use them all the time. You should incorporate medicinal mushrooms all the time. You should incorporate your seaweeds all the time on a daily basis. So I sort of take my classes more, it's just not just a recipe. This is, it's good for you or it's healing because. Right. So I think it's always hard for people to anticipate and to try to uh, prevent things that they don't have yet. 
Well, exactly. And then people go, well, I don't know what seaweed. Like, I don't know what to do with seaweed. <laughs> well, you know, just sprinkle some on your salad or, or what? I don't know what to do with mushrooms. Like mushrooms themselves are a f considered a fungus, but the medicinal ones like your rishis, your shiitakes, your lion's mane, your shaga. Shaga is excellent for cancer, shaga tea. You know, How about enokis? I like enokis. No, they, not medicinal. Like, not yeah, medicinal. Neither are portobellos. Sorry, guys. No. And no, white no. mushrooms and brown mushrooms are basically no. the same. What about those right? deep fried mushrooms? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> with lots of sour cream, right? <sighs> mock sour cream, excuse me. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like I do a shiitake and broccoli soup. I mean, how healing <clears throat> is that? And it tastes good. You know, people think that healthy food doesn't taste good. You know, I mean, this is delicious, right? I think one of the problems with healthy yes. food, though, is that when you start to eat healthy food and realize it tastes good, you realize that all the cheap food you eat is not very tasty. And then when you go back, your body's going, uh, yeah. oh, what are you right. doing? What are you doing? Because your body does get used to it. I know that. Your I taste buds get used to it. Yeah. That's true. It's, well, not even the taste buds. Like, I eat a big salad every day. See? I'm following your advice. <laughs> uh, you need I'm to start sprinkling some seaweed on it, though. Well, just maybe. But I've started putting... Those flakes! You know? Well, I, and I used the Tony Hornick's uh, sprouts. I sprinkled oh, that perfect. on, right? You know? Perfect. But my body needs it now. When I started, is like, yeah, a bunch of vegetables. You know, I prefer pizza and hamburgers, right? But now, my bo if I don't have that salad every day, my body lets me know about it. I know. I crave my s green smoothie every morning for breakfast. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, my, you know, my routine. It doesn't matter whether I have it at 6 o'clock in the morning or I have it at... 10 o'clock in the morning, I need my green smoothie. And you get used to feeling good. Oh, and, absolutely. And having energy. That's right. To, and having a clear mind, right? That's right. All that stuff. And how about, uh, so uh, it sounds like this might be good for mental disorders too then? Absolutely. I mean, everything is so much intertwined with diet. It's just totally yeah. amazing. That's your first medicine is your That's right. Food, I mean, right? everything is in God's pharmacy, mm -hmm. as in farm, at, uh, F-A-R-M, as opposed to P-H-A-R-M. Yeah. You know, um, I can't remember who it was sa that said that food be thy medicine and medicine thy food. Mm -hmm. It's the way it should be. You know, and it's the way that it can be. I mean, everybody watching right now to uh, get in touch with you, Alexi. And uh, now, do you want to leave? I mean, do you want to give some contact info? Yeah. And well, final my, yeah. Well, I'm on Facebook, and I have a website, Stole This Cuisine. So my Facebook site is Stole This Cuisine. Also, I have another one, Cancer Is My Friend, under Facebook, or my name under Facebook, or StoleThisCuisine.com as a website, or my phone number is 416-899-2774. I do turn off my cell phone at night. <laughs> I have no Wi-Fi in my house at night. Wow. You're living it. You right? got that one, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Great to see you again, Alexi. Sure. Thanks for bringing these treats in. Oh, my pleasure. So I guess we're gonna wrap the show up, and then we're gonna have a little uh, impromptu raw food uh, party. That does not sound right? like a bad idea to me at all. Sounds so good. Thanks for coming in. Oh, today. thank you. My pleasure. All right. My pleasure. Okay. Stovelesscuisine.com. I think that's it for the show, unless somebody else is out there. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're gonna say bye to everybody. Make things up. And we'll uh, we'll be back uh, next uh, week. Or next year, one or the other, because it's almost Christmas. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.
This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.